you've heard it before and you'll hear it again. Danny LaRosa Design. Why not something new, something fresh? The business makeover specialist. Danny LaRosa Design. Yep, that's right. Logos, business cards, publications, digital designs. Visit the one-stop shop. What was it, Terry? Danny LaRosa Design. How many times do I have to tell you, Sam? <laughs> Find her on Facebook and her Instagram. And the handle is at Danny LaRosa Design. Website is www.dannylarosadesign.com. Make the change today. What are you waiting for? One of the most popular, one of the oldest civilizations in the world. We all know about them. We've all heard about them. The ancient Egyptians. Sam, what a topic we have today. What do you reckon? Yeah, very interesting uh, civilization, the ancient Egyptians. Um, some weird uh, and interesting um, things they used to do back then in the uh, ancient times. And yeah, keen to keen to get uh, you know get to the bottom of a few bits and pieces, and um, yeah, discuss you know a few um, issues and a few theories and whatnot. So yeah, really keen to get stuck into it. And before we do. Just gonna crack open a nice beer here. Uh, I got a Cooper's Dry to keep the um, keep the mouth wet and supporting the locals. Good on you. I'm a. I'm, I can't wait to get stuck into this and sink my teeth into this topic. And whilst you're downing that or you're cracking open that one, I'm uh, sinking my teeth into something else as well. I'm. Um, oh yeah. Um, just sinking my teeth into some fine whiskey. Um, from the great parts of Scotland, and it's mm. formerly known as Scotch. So, and that's Lovely. on the rocks, neat. Um, it's just mm, delicious and really warms the soul and soothes it as well. But nothing's going to soothe it a lot more than this topic today because this is one of my favourite things to talk about. And the best part about this is, is that we still don't know any answers, or to, we don't know many of them. There's so many questions, and then they're all unanswered, basically. Like we have archaeologists that have dug for you know a couple of centuries, I'd say from the early 19th century to, mm. to today, and uh, they're still uncovering a lot of things and still trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together. But really, we still know very little about this ancient civilization, um, how it started, how it became so strong and powerful, what they did with their power, and also... We're going to cover, at the end, the fall, the demise, the collapse of ancient Egypt. It's, it's amazing how such a civilization, let's call them, um, were able to achieve what they did and yet then after fell apart. But, I mean, as the saying goes, all good things must come to an end. Spot on. Mm, just like right. this glass of scotch. <laughs> Unfortunately. Nice. Yeah. Uh, how about you start things off? Yes. And you just um, blurt out something and we'll go with that. <laughs> blurt out something. Well, um, so we've got uh, the ancient uh, Egyptian civilization. We've got a bit of an estimate from, um, you know, from some scientists and archaeologists and whoever you want to say they are. Um, apparently, it uh, began around 3100 BC. Um 
you know, there's there's already been, well, there's always been some questions about uh, around that, um, you know, some discoveries and whatnot um, that possibly, or pointing towards possibly uh, the civilization being a lot earlier than that. But we'll go with we'll go with the 3100 BC at, um, for the for the moment. Um, okay. So you know that that's it's really old and it's. It's amazing how, you know, some of the uh, monuments down, uh, in Egypt are still standing today after that amount of, of time. Um, you know, obviously the, the Great Pyramids of Giza, there's, uh, you know, that's sort of the iconic um, iconic structure that's uh, in Egypt, um, along with, you know, things like the uh, Sphinx. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of other smaller, um, well, not, not as well-publicized um monuments around there as well a lot of tombs a lot of you know underground tombs and um and bear, you know burial grounds and, and whatnot um that yeah it's it's very interesting I, I mean i haven't personally been there myself i'd love to go there one day just just to see you know just to see these um structures that have been up for thousands of years and you know to see the craftsmanship that uh, went into building such things and um yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Um, the pyramids, well, apparently, you know, again, it, it, there's a lot of questions with this topic, but we've, we're going with facts that are sort of the mainstream, um, the mainstream take on things, um, so-called. Um, so they reckon it took about 85 years to build to build these pyramids, the Great Pyramids of uh, of Giza, which you know, uh, the main focus down there in uh, Egypt. Um, so around 25, uh, 2,589 BC, it commenced. They commenced building, and yeah, like I said, 85 years, um, approximately 4,000 years ago, uh, they were built. So you know, these things are massive. They they're huge, um, and they're you know built with, um, on average, a, a 2.3 meter, uh, sorry, a 2.3 metric ton um, block of granite. Which is, you know, uh, probably a couple cars um, to compare it to something in in modern days, um, and they reckon, well, they estimate there was about 2.3 million of these blocks. Yes. Um, so imagine that, you know, imagine the manpower or whatever power they used to um, that would have went into this to to get these moved to the site, and then not only moved, but you know, obviously stacked on top of each other and to um, create this perfectly shaped uh, pyramid it's or, crazy isn't it uh, it's 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 just mind-boggling you just you think to yourself how, how do they do it you know i mean it, if we even did this you know in this day and age if we were to build something like that we'd be using cranes and um you know all these kind of current you know all this current technology that we've had i mean we've had it for you know a long time but back then they had nothing that was anywhere close to what you know a crane would be um, so yeah, it's just so many questions, so, so many questions that, you know, how, how can you lift uh, a block that weighs 2.3 tons to the top of the peak, which is, you know, like almost 140 meter peak at the biggest, um, at the, uh, yeah, the, the great pyramid, pyramids of Giza, they're just absolute mega structures and monoliths. Uh, yeah. Well, that's exactly what they are. Um, thanks. I mean, yeah, like I said, there's we've just got questions with, with that will not be answered probably in our lifetime. I don't think, but, um, Oh, you don't think so? Oh yeah, no, that probably won't get answered. <laughs> so, I like to stay optimistic and 
just mm. putting things in perspective, Sam. Sorry to cut you off, but no you know, worries. each say piece of granite, each cube weighing approximately two plus tons, mm. and then you're saying that there's two million, two million of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For each of the pyramids, on average, so two, two tons and two million of those. And from what I've heard, it took roughly around twenty people to move each one. Yep. Well, you do the math. Mm, crazy, crazy numbers. Oh, um, and to top this off, you know, these are, these are massive structures. It would have taken so much effort and and uh, precision to build them that way. Yes. Um, they were also, you know, relevant and lined up with um, Orion's belt, which is you know in the constellation Orion. They've they've lined these up precisely with these you know with this constellation of stars. I mean, to to get that you know, basically mirrored on on the Earth's surface. It's it's unreal. And also they're lined up with it's lined up with true north as well. Which I mean, I, I don't know about you, Terry, but without uh, your phone with you and uh, without, you know, any kind of compass, it'd be pretty hard to find true north, wouldn't it? Absolutely. I mean, you know, without technology these days, which um like for example, which thirty year old Right, right now would be able to tell the time without their watch or their phone, just the mm. time of the day. And we've right. and say this thirty-year-old person has lived life obviously for thirty years, and they've gone off, you know, the time they they sort of roughly should know, but they wouldn't be able to get it to the precise, you know, minute. These guys have not only lined it up with a constellation, and you know, on a side note, they were very, very passionate about their astrology and astronomy, these uh, ancient Egyptians, from what we hear and, and from their scriptures and their paintings and, and so on and so forth. But, yeah, so lining up with a constellation, three stars above, then also lined up with true north. How the bloody hell do you work out true north? Mm, yeah, How many people out there, if you asked walking down the street, know even what is true north? Mm, that's right. You know what I mean? And yeah. these guys figuring it out with with stuff all, yeah. yeah and exactly. from what I hear, this true north lining up, they actually um, used years of of research and analysis of the angles of sunrises and sunsets. Now that's just phenomenal. How many years do you reckon that would have taken just to write down the angle and which direction the sun's coming up and and setting every day? Like, obviously they didn't have much to do, and you know they didn't. They weren't recording podcasts or playing playstations <laughs> or, you know, um, trying to put out a creative tweet to get as much likes as they could. You know what I mean? Like this is this was part of their life. Like work was sort of enjoyment enjoyment for them. Like to to come out with these, um, not only these massive monoliths, like they're obviously great monuments, but also the methodology behind creating them is just as impressive. Mm. Like. Basically, the symmetry of some of these pyramids, our technology today cannot even replicate that. That's right. It's... The the meridian time in Greenwich in England, where time didn't start, obviously time started back after or before the Big Bang and whatever, whenever you think time started, but time's, you know, been a constant, it's been gone for, you know, whatever. Mm. But where the meridian is, where that where they started the counting of 12 a.m. or 12 p.m. in England, that was apparently meant to be built in line with true north. But even the pyramids and the line of those pyramids of Giza are more accurate 
they're slightly off. I think they're 360th off True North, but I mean, hey, that's pretty close for like yeah. 4,000 years ago. That's pretty damn close. And yet, oh, with today's technology, the building in in, uh, in Greenwich there in England, they're uh, I think they're 960th off. So they're actually less accurate with <laughs> more technology. So that's Crazy. just a little fun fact there for you. Yeah. Um, going off sunrises and sunsets, how do you even fathom that? Like, all right, we all know with the different seasons of the year, the sun rises at different angles and sets at different angles. Um, and we all know that like in summer, it's more directly above you during midday, whereas in winter, it's more towards a 45-degree angle. Um, you sort of can fathom that. But these guys, all right, they must have noticed that. But then how do you use that sort of knowledge and then sort of twist it, turn it, mm. shine it up real nice? And then fit it perfectly with saying, "No, nah, that's how we're going to help. That's how we're going to find out what true north is." Mm, that's right. Yep. No compasses at the time. No. Also, little nugget of information: these pyramids were also built in the center of the earth. Mm. The center of the earth, where this point on Earth is also is where the longest part of the longitude and latitude intersect. Coincidence? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That's that's the only thing we can say. We don't know. Um, yeah, it it could be a coincidence, but very unlikely. There's got to be something else there that um pointed them to to build them where they were, um and in the style they were. I mean, you just look at a, a pyramid and and how they built. I mean, how you can't even you can't even build that with a few stones, you know, that you find. I don't know, down at a creek or something, like, let alone build these things to be 140 metres uh, tall. Like, that's just crazy. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? They even There's a lot of similarities or even a lot of links to pie and a lot of archaeologists saying that they even knew about pie mm. back then, 4,000 years ago. And for those that don't know what I'm referring to, it's the Greek letter P. Um, which is represents 3.14159, which is to five decimal places, but it keeps going. Pi mm. is basically the ratio of the circumference to the diameter of a circle. Now, though, I reckon the slopes of these pyramids are basically two pi. Now, there's a lot, and, and there's a lot of other little comparisons that I don't know off the top of my head right now, but I have heard. Um, so if you type into your uh, search machine, Pi and the pyramids of Egypt and, and ancient Egypt, I'm pretty sure you're going to get a, a good nugget of information there. And it, it's crazy how not only they knew about this, but the coincidences and a lot of the relations to Pi. Um, yeah, it's phenomenal. Um, and, and not the apple pie. No. <laughs> not really a fan of those, to be honest with you. But oh, they're delicious. Piss off. Um, let's not... Uh, digress going forward very very advanced and intelligent for their time mm, now extremely. just swinging on the side of it you mentioned sphinx the yes. sphinx the lion body or whatever it is with mm. a human head now i've just heard a few rumors going around that apparently it was meant to be a full line and then one of the mm. pharaohs thought nah let's cut the head off and put my own head on there yes yeah but no, we don't really do know mm. what we actually don't know still is we can guesstimate when it was built, but they don't know when it really was built and mm. who it was built by. Yep, yep. That's actually a, another mystery in itself. And it wasn't discovered till 
pretty recently, maybe in the next last, you know, 150 years, mm. it was buried amongst a lot of sand and dirt. Obviously, Egypt, a lot of it is um, desert. And mm-hmm. so, you know, archaeologists are still digging and dusting, finding so many new things. So, yeah, makes you unless think, we're it? finding this golden tablet that's going to reveal all, mm. there's still going to be a lot of questions that will be unanswered even upon our death. But that's right. I don't think, yeah, we're going to be dying, um, given that we'll probably be the first generation of immortality. Mm, Keep the I faith. Don't about, I don't know about that. Um, yeah, no, it's... it's how, how do you not know who built, you know, the, this massive uh, structure, this manis, massive uh, monolith? Like, it's just, yeah, it's crazy. You know, you go back in time and a lot of things, you know, scientists and archaeologists can work out you know who sort of built it there's a bit of a trail a bit of a um you know some kind of uh, inscriptions or transcripts or whatever just describing you know who built it the reason you know that you can find out a, a few bits and pieces at least but yeah the, it's just amazing how you still can't we still can't even say oh yes this is who built it and and why and like you said we're not even sure what the original um version lo- looked like because I mean, yeah. it does look. It looks pretty funny having that, um, you know, human humanoid head on, on a uh, on an animal, and it looks the head actually looks very small in in comparison to the the body. So it doesn't look, um, you know, it doesn't look right. You know, it looks like something's been tampered with. So yeah, we'll I don't know if we'll ever find out, but it'd be be very interesting too. Um, we're we're sort of we're sort of known to some disproportional people out there. I mean, those gym junkies that focus on the top half of their body. Um, mm, they're pretty disproportional. Heads. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, I like to call them wine glasses. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know what a wine glass looks like, it's got a nice stem that you use to hold your hands, and then it just goes really wide at the top. <laughs> mm. That's right. Nice. <laughs> Good comparison. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, it, and uh, the Egyptians, you know, they had. Uh, obviously, uh, well, most people would know they got a lot of. They had a lot of gods and different kinds of gods that they believed in, and you know whether it be the sun god or you know the god of the afterlife or whatever they were. Um, you know, there's there's heaps of different gods, and um, we're you know sort of we we know sort of what they were for, but we don't know what they represent. I mean, a sun yes. god, you know, it's, it's self-explanatory sort of thing. But like, why why do they come up with this idea? Um, and where do they get these ideas from anyway? Like it's, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Um, and yeah, I mean, they, they focused a lot on the afterlife and, you know, preserving bodies and, um, mummification. Yeah. Mummification. Um, and they went through all these, you know, um, processes to make sure the body was, uh, you know, wrapped up and whatever, put, you know, they used some kind of chemical to preserve it. And yeah, it's interesting. Um, a lot of effort for something that well, was allegedly just made up and, you know, a bit of a, um, a spiritual belief and they just took it to the extreme. So, you know, why, why would they have taken it to that, you know, extreme to, to preserve a body and, and have these thoughts, you know, afterlife is very important. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of, um, a lot of civilizations back then had those, you know, those beliefs as well. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, death was really, it was really interesting to them. And yeah. how about this? Yeah. How about that? From what I hear and from what I've read, death was never the end for them. It was mm. like a transition between a physical being 
and then going to another realm, whether it was spiritually, mm. um, your soul traveling, or you were in a f- another physical presence just somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So right. they always reiterated and they always drilled into their um, to the masses yep. that death is never the end. Mm. My question is, if death wasn't the end, did they know something we didn't? Mm. Obviously, there's a few other faiths out there that are obviously currently believed into to today mm-hmm. that they iterate death isn't the end. But these guys focused, if not just as much or more than their current life, on the afterlife. There's a massive emphasis on the afterlife. Yeah, yeah. Preserving one thing, but then putting these, you know, gold bloody pots and pans and bracelets and jewelries and even mummifying their pets and everything. Bit of fruit and veggies and smashed avocado. I was just mummifying everything. I was just chucking it all in there in the tomb and be like, ah, good afterlife you're going to have. <laughs> also, the one belief they um, had as well was that the however good your life you lived – on earth here physically, you're going to have a better afterlife. Mm. So if you're a bit of an asshole, smart ass, dickhead here right now, when you died, well, your afterlife ain't going to be pretty. Yeah, it's probably going to be all right, but you're going to have probably a rough start. Mm. You're probably going to like feel like you're hung over for the first 30 <laughs> years of your afterlife. Yeah, it's not great. Some people can't go one day and boy, yeah, I probably can't. But um, <laughs> even those two day hangovers, they're fucked. But <laughs> Yeah, imagine 30 years of, of being hungover. You probably get used so, to it after a while. 30 year bender, that sounds uh, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Jeez, what booze they mummifying. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, so they really focused on the afterlife and they also used to believe that everything they did good in life, they would reap the rewards in the afterlife. You know, so um, opening the door for an old lady or, you know, um, opening the car door for, for your missus, but not. Not that they had doors or cars back then and, you know, all those little um, good deeds and good Samaritan things. Um, you know, when someone drops a $50 note, you pick it up and put it in your pocket. No, you, yeah, you, you, you give it back to the person that dropped it. Mm. Obviously, they didn't have money, but I don't know what the good deeds they were doing back then. But, um, yeah, doing all that, they thought, geez, if I do all this good stuff, imagine what's going to happen after I die. Fuck yeah. Can't wait. True. So, true. massive emphasis on the afterlife, um, and so and and obviously, very spiritual people, um, and it's very unusual to us these days, and we're still trying to piece it together why they were doing it. However, mm. uh, just on a side note, I want to um, mention one of the most pharaoh, um, sorry, one of the most famous pharaohs um, that we all know. He's referred to as King Tut or uh, Tutankhamun. We've all sort of heard of him, or a lot of us, if you have some sort of interest in Egypt, you probably would have heard of Tutankhamun. So just a little um, little bit off the top. He was the 12th pharaoh. He accomplished very little. He was actually the youngest ever pharaoh. At nine years of age, he started his rule. <laughs> Crazy. Mm. As I said, he accomplished very little. And his advisors did all the work. Mm. He married his half-sister. Bit sus. That's weird. Mm. 
And he died at 19. So at a 10-year rule, decent size term. It's longer than what you can get in the United States as president. That's usually two terms of four, so eight years. So, yeah, Dead right. beat, beat that. Mm. Going to do more than Trump. So he trumps <laughs> Trump. Um, but dying at 19, boy, it's only one year out in the town, hitting the piss mm. in, uh, in the old uh, South Australia. But I'm sure he was uh, he was knocking off a few. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's marrying his half-sister. Started mm. his rule at nine. By 14, geez, he would have done it all. Um, yeah, so obviously died. They reckon he broke his leg and then it could have been part of a battle and then part of that broken leg didn't heal properly. The infections had walking sticks and, yeah, apparently he looked like an old man at 19, but it's probably haggard from his party life anyway. <laughs> the one, the reason why I actually brought this up, it's, it could be a bit of humor. It could be, a, you know, it's actual fact, but you might find it humorous or intriguing. But when they found his body mummified, it was quite. Pres- it was preserved quite well. However, it was a lot darker than a lot of other mummies that they found preserved. It's actually more so black. Mm. Um, they were curious as to whether they burnt him as part of his death or whatever. But also with his mummification, around his groin region, they actually mummified his erection. <laughs> this, is, this is similar to any other. A pharaoh ever found mummified, or any uh, anyone else mummified, male or female, he was the only one to have been found with a mummified erection. Mm, wow. I don't know the dimensions and the sizes and the girth of it, <laughs> but that's just actual fact. Wow, that's and I find that that's huge. Mm. I mean, well, that's... <laughs> how, do you, how do you know? Have you been to Egypt? You said you didn't. No, mm. I think there's a few photos leaked online of that one. <laughs> well, I'm... Erection or <laughs> yeah, oh wow, that's that's a real fun fact. Yeah, interesting. Um, Pharaoh Tutankhamun. So yeah. now, if you want to just um do a bit of an icebreaker with a Tinder date, um, you just give her the the rundown. Yeah, achieved yeah, nice. fuck all. Advisors did all the work. Youngest ever <laughs> Pharaoh died at nineteen. Married his half sister, and died with a boner. Beautiful. Jeez, lived a life, didn't he? Um. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's um, let's you know compare this the this way of the ancient Egyptians um, to a few uh, or a couple other civilizations yes, that right. were around in the ancient times as well. Um, now it's very it's very weird. There's a lot of similarities between not just ancient Egyptians, but a lot of other civilizations that were real early um, early in time, um, the Mayan, the Mayans built with similar structures like pyramids, um, you know, that, uh, they weren't identical to the pyramids of Giza, but they were very similar. Um, and you, you go around the, around the, around the world, there's a lot of pyramid shaped structures. Um, even the, I think the ancient Greeks that made, uh, the pyramids of Argolis and the, it, the list goes on. There's a lot of pyramid shape, um, you know, structures that were built. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's ever been, you know, if, if there was anything written that, you know, told us why these uh, structures were built in the pyramid shape. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, and interesting enough, you know, you see a, a pyramid on, on the $1 bill, on the US $1 bill um, in current times. It's very weird. These pyramids have just been hanging around for a long time and have have had a, a meaning 
um, you know, back then for one reason or another. I mean, it's not the easiest shape to build either. Um, so why would you, you know, why would you build it in that shape? It would probably be a lot easier if you're getting blocks of, you know, whatever it is, granite or limestone or something back then. And, you know, you, you're going to carve them into, you know, squares or cubes or whatever you want to call them. It, wouldn't it have been easier just to build some kind of, you know, castle or shape tower yeah tower like you know it's something something easier to build um i don't know a pyramid it's it's very very interesting i've i've got no theory of what they could have possibly doing uh possibly been doing but i don't know i'm not sure it's it's another question um you know that we we might might not get answers to you know some people saying you know it's sort of um brings them closer to the stars or something like that because a, a lot of you know a lot of um civilizations did worship um you know the stars and gods that uh, come down from the stars and um yeah it's again with you know the god situation with these uh um old ancient uh civilizations a lot of them did you know even worship the same you know like a sun god a sun god was very popular throughout you know south america um you know europe even there was a lot of uh, similar gods and it's just weird because back then you know they didn't have your um iphones or you know samsung and just flick a text over and say you Huawei. know what yeah yeah well if you got one of those and yeah china probably knows what you're talking about um mm. Yeah, you're not going to flick a text and say, you know, we're going to start worshipping this sun god. And, you know, and then you see on Instagram, you know, them posting, a, uh, I don't know. Uh, sun selfie. Yeah, sun selfie <laughs> and, and with the pyramids in the background. And then you get that you know, inspiration and, and go build yourself some pyramids. I don't know. It's very weird because these, you know, these civilizations probably didn't even know that um, the other civilization that has these similar traits even existed in back then. Because, I mean formal communication was you know little to none if you weren't within a few say 100 k's or not even um of of where they've settled so yeah. how do they know how, how do they you know how do they all have the same idea it's very weird i mean Strange. i yeah i can't see you know me having the same idea as someone on the other side of the world like you live Bizarre. in different yeah different areas different you know it's just it's very weird um which leads us to some conspiracy theories, of course, which, you know, I think uh, Terry and I really enjoy oh, these conspiracy theories. Um, yeah, absolutely. Thrive mm -hmm. off them. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we did say we're going to sink our teeth into to this topic, but not only that, we're going to really sink our teeth into these conspiracy theories. And, you know, they did say that... They started building these pyramids approximately 4,000 years ago. It took 85 years to build. Yep, that's, um, that's our best guess. And it's a guess, right? It's, a, it's an educated guess. Mm. 85 years, bloody long time. I reckon if you try to build something like that now, you probably have to wait 85 years for council approval. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I digress again. Um, theories, conspiracy theories. Some suggest that they were built well before 4,000 years ago. They're yes. thinking closer to twelve to thirteen thousand years ago. So that's that's basically um, three times longer, or three times you know further away than it was built than from what we know. And it's crazy how we can have such a whether it's a lapse in judgment or 
you know, basically such a gap in between when it could be built. Is it Was it built 4,000 years ago or 13,000 years ago? Figure it out. Sort, mm. sort your shit out. How, how do you have such a, a massive difference of like roughly 9,000 years? How do you not know within 9,000 years? But yeah, it's huge. I mean, I'd, I'd have no clue. I'm just going to be completely honest. But um, <laughs> So we'll just go with, say, 4,000. But one conspiracy I have heard, Sam, and I want your thoughts on this. Hear me yes. out. Yep. Just shut it before I, um, until I finish. Closed. Thanks. <laughs> so aliens built these pyramids roughly 12,500 to 13,000 years ago before the Egyptian civilization were even present in these specific locations. Thereafter, and, and we don't know why they were really built, could they have, and because they're obviously aligned with the Ryan's Belt, lined up with True North, um, center of the, the Earth, could it have been like a little Earth station, like a little landing platform or like an indicator to these aliens, oh, that's our landing strip, Obviously, it's a pretty significantly, pretty sophisticated landing strip building these monoliths um, for their presence on Earth, conducting experiments or potentially, you know, planting the seed of, of humanity um, or, or whatever they were doing. But they designed it, they built them. Then, you know, maybe it was 4,000 years ago. So 8,000 mm. years later, the Egyptians stumbled upon the site. And then... As you mentioned before with the with the gods, who's to say these Egyptians not only stumbled on the site, but then started worshipping those that built them. They started worshipping the creators. Maybe they seen something or they stumbled upon not only these monoliths, but once they stumbled upon them, there was some presence there. And they thought, hmm, who are these guys? What is this? This triangular thing. The three of them. Wait, there's more of them. I've actually built, just on a side note, it's roughly around about 100 pyramids built in Egypt, so it's a fair bit of them. Wow. And anyway, they stumbled upon them, looked at them, like, wow. And if you're just going back to the gods part, always worshipping gods, very spiritual people, but always worshipping those from above. Now, whether that's a philosophical point of view or just a hierarchy thing, you know, when you've got the hierarchy, you always start from the top down, um, but always worshipping from above. And those that they are worshipping in their scriptures and their hieroglyphs and their, their paintings and murals were never really humanoid, either with extra phalanges or extremities, another arm or leg, Weird head, half animal, half human. Never really a human that they were ever worshipping. Were they or did they witness something greater than them? We don't know. But that's the conspiracy I have. And mm. Sam, what are your mm. thoughts? Wow, that's, that's a lot to take in. But, you know, yeah, uh, your theory, your theory, you know, has a lot of... Uh, a lot of truth to it, a lot of, uh, you know, questions to it. But, um, yeah, I agree. I don't know. It's very odd that, you know, not only the Egyptians but a lot of the other civilizations have these, you know, the wor this worship towards the stars, towards, you know, their gods coming from the stars and coming from the star, you know, in Orion. Like, it's, yeah, a lot of them have a, a similar story. And 
I mean, like you said, if there's a, a thought that these pyramids were built a lot earlier, well, I mean, how much do we really know then? If if we're we've you know way um, well, we're way out with our estimate, and now we're sort of saying, oh, well, I don't know, it could have been earlier. Like, oh, well, what else don't we know then? What else have we made a mistake on? Um, and yeah, I mean, like you said, well, like we've said, these pyramids are huge. They would have taken a lot of um, effort to build, and they're precise. They're, you know, aligned with stars. They're at the, you know, the, basically the the Earth centered, so to speak. Magnificent. It's uh, it's unbelievable. So what? Why? Why? If you pull all these things together, and you think, you know, is it a coincidence that all these things are, you know, aligning with each other? It, you know, the placement of them um around even around you know around the world with this similar sort of beliefs similar structures did did similar things happen to other other civilizations around the world i don't know it's it's a real question and also with these pyramids you know i think initially we did think well initially archaeologists and um and whoever else uh, investigates these kind of things um they they thought the pyramids were built for um as tombs for know for pharaohs and for you know um high-ranking people in society back then but they haven't really found any you know any uh, remains of bones or whatever and you know the, the great pyramid of Giza, like they're these pyramids are huge and you know like i said there's no there's no proof that these were built for that specific purpose so what what could they have been built for like you said terry i don't know they, do they you want, could be do you want proof I know where to find it. Where's that? It's in the pudding. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd like that pudding. Mm, imagine an like... Egyptian pudding cake. Mm, mm, delicious. Sponge. Nice. Truths yeah. and um, facts contained within it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> It'd be great. It'd if we like had some the... sort of buddy, you know, special brownie or whatever it is. Yeah, space cake space. <laughs> um yeah so it, it's very interesting and you know some people are really you know really into these theories and i mean i, I personally yeah, i think it's you have to consider it you can't just discount it um because there's so many things pointing towards it you know uh, there's a, a lot of worship towards you know these sort of beings that aren't even human and you know even a lot of civilizations saying they they had help from you know from uh, these gods and whatnot who had super strength and superpowers to to build um different structures in in ancient times so yes. who's to say you know even the egyptians egyptians weren't helped out um in that way i mean you know i don't know if like I said, if you were to build this, these kind of structures today, it would, it would be a struggle even with what we have. So back then, I mean, how could you how could you even do that? How could you even think that you could could actually, you know, complete a structure like this back then? I don't exactly. know. Exactly. You know what? It, it's weird because nowadays we could probably build something like that and probably replicate it very similar to, to the dimensions and, and, and the accuracy. Mm, because yeah. Very similar to it. Who's to say we we could probably better it? We could. We we don't know. We can't guarantee it. But these guys here, they didn't even have a bloody unit of measurement. We're mm. fortunate today. We have yards and meters, gallons and liters. <laughs> you find it all. Right. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna plug them. But I'm just saying we've got all these units of measurement, right? 
so we can start mapping a way to get there. We've got pieces of paper and pencils and rulers and mm. T-squares and bloody, you know, um, protractors and all this, all, all these little instruments that will help us design what we want to design. Uh, we've got computers that can do a lot of the running around for us. Um, our education systems are always and ever improving. So they're saying that we each generation goes up and grows by nine IQ points. So according to the Flynn theory, every generation increases its knowledge by nine IQ points. Just a little mm. fun fact out there for you. So basically, we're getting smarter and smarter. So imagine those nine IQ points and multiply sure. that by each generation from 4,000 years. We're, we're getting really intelligent. So according to that theory, mm. back then they were dumb cunts and they built this. <laughs> So in the thoughts, yeah, yeah, basically, um, mm. you know what, and, and we've got some other civilizations that were around at that same time. Mm. I'm not going to mention them, but they were around, and the biggest problem they had was trying to get some tucker and 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 survive. <laughs> yeah, yes. they, they were just worrying about, you know, when's the next feed? Mm. Um, the, yeah, have we got shelter? Are we going to stay warm in the winter? Um, how are we going to tackle these obstacles? These guys, 4,000 years ago, they had that wrapped around their pinky. They knew mm. what to do with that. That was like a little that was like a little fly just, you know, waving around their head just before they wake up. That's an no annoying little fly that they just wave around with their hand. That was like so insignificant to them. Mm. They were tackling these big obstacles. Now, how crazy is that? Some civilizations out there around the world were struggling to make ends meet. Mm -hmm. or to actually find food and, and, and to survive mm -hmm. and tackle disease and all that. And obviously the Egyptians probably had some similar issues, but yep. they they didn't let that those issues let them down or or you know get them get the better of them. They just shrugged them aside and just said, Hey now, nah, we got some shit to build. Let's get mm -hmm. to it. That's right. Well uh, yeah. and, that, and that's what I find unbelievable how mm. advanced and intelligent they were for their time. Yep. Yep, that's right. Well, and, that, and you know what? The, the the serenity of Egypt. Now, don't think that they were very advantageous. That they maybe had oh, they had a lot of food, and they didn't have to worry about those little those those important primary things to survive because they had it all around them. Pigs also didn't. Oh, they had the Nile River, but mm. the Nile River, in fact, was actually quite lethal in certain times. There would be um, various phases of drought and floods, and also you know a, a bit away from the Nile. It was just vast desert. Mm, so, right. you know, you tell me, unless there's a bit of hard work there um, to sort of, you know, limit and, and mediate these sort of threats, you've you still got a bit of, bit of a problem there, let alone trying to um, design and build these things with no paper, no units of measurement, um, no mathematical equations. They knew pi somehow. Uh, don't mm. get me started on how they knew that. So, you know, you don't know what a centimetre or an inch is. Mm. You don't have a... Oh, they probably had, like, rules to keep things straight or whatever. But then they just come up with pi out of their arsehole. Oh, yeah, 3.94159 and then not reoccurring, just all these other bloody digits. It just keeps going. Pi actually never ends. Mm. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. Fathom. Well, that's, um, that's sort of another question, another theory. Well... Was there was there a, a civilization before the Egyptians, or was there any kind of civilization on the Earth prior to these 
these Egyptians that was a really intelligent and advanced um, uh, civilization that you know even it might have been smarter than what we are today. Maybe maybe there was you know some kind of um, really intellectual uh, beings that were, were on the planet or um, just humans that were really advanced and, and something happened and wiped them all out. Or, you know, there was, like you said, with flooding and there could have been a flood, there could have been, um, you know, so something like that, an, an asteroid or something and just wiped them out completely. Maybe they did take thousands of years and built up all this knowledge and had all, you know, had, had it all sorted. Um, and, you know, we're at to, at the level we we're at, we're at today. So, Who's to say Could that it wasn't? Yeah. yeah. And maybe, another... a, maybe a plague came through and wiped yeah. out, say, 90% of the population. A flood, as you mentioned. Yeah. A drought can just be as devastating. That's right. Um, so, so all of these factors could have actually wiped out a lot of not only the population, but a lot of their records. That's um, right. Because we do have a lot. We have recovered a lot of their um, stories, paintings, scriptures, hieroglyphs, and all that. Yep. There's not a lot on how they built these pyramids and not a lot on how they sort of um, mastermind engineering. Mm, so totally. it's it's weird. There is some of that, but not enough to suggest that, you know, what that what we have uncovered. If we just relied upon that, we would have thought there's no way these guys have built it. But obviously, we've always got that whole thing of, um, you know, time where you know fourth year four thousand years have passed. So obviously, we haven't uncovered everything. Mm, so we're right. still obviously opening up to the fact that they did build them, and and we just need to uncover more to see where all the rest of it is, if it did survive these potential great threats of um, the civilization. But, That's right. Yeah, it, it's unbelievable. And you know what? Going back to before we started these conspiracy conspiracy theories, the pyramid shape, what does it mean? Now, mm. from a philosophical standpoint, a pyramid is basically a layer of hierarchy, especially with governments. Mm. At the tippy top, you have your parliament, your senators, your prime ministers, your presidents, and so on and so forth. You have the leaders of the, of the country, the 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 population, the domain, whatever you want to call it. You've got the leaders at the top, and then you've got the the base, the foundation, which is the population, the people. So, were these pyramids an indication of all right? We're building them for say the pharaohs, for example, and it's pointing to the top, and it's like because these pharaohs at the pinnacle, they're at the capstone of these um, pyramids that they are, like this is symbolic to them? Or did it mean something else? It, it's it's mm. such a weird shape. And, you know, you, you also asked why didn't they build a castle or a, or a tower? But, you know, thinking about it, pyramids are probably the most conservative structure to build. You think about when you go to the beach, when you build a... a in quotes, sandcastle, what shape does it represent? Depends on the shape of your bucket. All right, smart ass. <laughs> but when you do it with your hands, with no tools, sorry, I was the deprived child and didn't have those uh, special buckets. Yeah. But you basically build them into a pyramid yeah, yeah. shape. No, right? you're right, you're right, yep. And you, you make little spouts and volcanoes and shit like that. But anyway, you make them because it has the most structural integrity. Because the foundation's always wider, like girthier. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not too sure it's as wide as uh, Tutankhamun's, um, you know what, but anyway. Yes. 
and then it gets smaller and smaller as it goes up, but has the structural integrity because the mm. top part cannot fall down because it's relying upon the bottom part, which is yep. wider and stronger. So it does make sense in that respect why you'd go with a pyramid. But then what I also want to question is, all right, one civilization built a pyramid, fair enough. What, second one built it? Whatever. But for various civilizations, and I'm talking multiple to build it, and they're scattered around the world. Mm. And these civilizations had no communication with each other. And to our knowledge, it was only up until Christopher Columbus had gone around the world to link himself between continents is when basically another man outside his domain, outside of his indigenous and native, um, you know, motherland, went to a new pasture and, and, and ventured upon it. Previous to that, from our knowledge and from history, we haven't have a record of anyone else doing it prior to him. Mm-hmm. And yet all these civilizations are building similar shape structures, monoliths. But then fast forward that, say, 3,700 years to the late 1700s, early 1800s. Obviously, we're not American. A few of us have seen the American, you know, currency. How about the $1 bill? Why is there a pyramid on the United States of America $1 bill? Sam, why? Uh, I don't know. I've got no idea. I didn't print it. I don't live there. And mm. uh, I haven't... I, I don't know. I'm not, I can't answer the question. You got any idea? Isn't that weird, though? Oh, it's weird. It's it's unbelievably weird. Um, so the, these Americans, right? you know, in Australia, we have a lot of... On our, on our currency, we have the Queen on one of them, and we mm. have some famous um, people on, on other notes. Sir Douglas Mawson was on the old $20 note, the old Red Lobster. Um, and he was he was an Australian. I think he was the first Australian to ever go to Antarctica. So uh, like a, a massive voyage years ago. And, and we've got a few uh, indigenous Aboriginals on there and of, of what they've achieved and, and their feats and a few mm. others. But we've got people of significance. And, and so do Americans, right? Yep. And we also have structures on our currency that are mm. native to Australia. Mm-hmm. And, and animals that are native to Australia. The Americans not only have people that of significance to them, but then they have something that's foreign. Yeah, a pyramid, weird. and the, the top of the pyramid is an eye. Mm. I don't know what it says in Latin because I'm looking at one right now. <laughs> Anut copitus. Yeah, piss fart that off. Um, <laughs> But yeah, a pyramid yeah, with an eye. What mm. the hell? What yeah, do they I know. know? I don't know. Or is there a secret society going around that has all the answers and just not letting us know? Maybe. Could be. We'll cover that in, a, in another podcast though, I think. Um, so, yeah. like you said, all good things, well, all good things must come to an end. And um, yeah, the ancient Egyptians obviously... Um, weren't around forever because they're not here to tell us what happened today, unfortunately, and that's why we've got so many questions um, that will possibly never be answered. So, yeah, obviously, well, the story goes there's a lot of you know conflict and internal politics and whatnot um, uh, towards the end of their end of their uh, you know sort of rain down uh, in in uh, Egypt. So. Mm. 
yeah, there was a lot of factors though. Back then, you know, you had to deal with um, floods and droughts and whatnot. Um, living next to the Nile, so um, yeah, a lot of a lot of variables and a lot of things to um, live with. So yeah, I, I do know I do know the one man responsible for the downfall mm. of ancient Egypt. Yeah, well, you t- who is that guy anyway? I think you've uh, got a close relation to him or something. I think he's related to me. Is he? Ah, who knows. Who is it, Alex? No, it's Alexander. Oh, yes. Anyway, so the ending collapse of ancient Egypt, and as you mentioned, yep, plenty of internal conflicts and politics, and this was all during a time of external wars. So they're fighting off other tribes and and basically you know, countries that want to invade their land. But whilst they're trying to fight these external wars, they've got a lot of internal conflicts and politics. So it's sort of you're weakening within whilst being attacked from the outside. That's just a fucking, that's a, that's a clusterfuck mm. right there. <laughs> Nightmare. Um, but in 336 BC, it was Alexander the Great's conquest that in my opinion, and according to the facts, was the demise of ancient Egypt as we know it. Obviously, mm. Egypt still exists as a country, yes. but ancient Egypt, the way they went about things all those years ago, those people and those traditions and those beliefs all those years ago, still stood the test in time up until 336 BC, which is, according to our calculations, is roughly 2,356 years ago, right? Mm. Uh, Not that long ago, but yeah. Anyway, (laughs) Um, so the reason why I say he's the demise of ancient Egypt as we knew it back 4,000 years ago is because when he came and conquered and then he changed the capital. So the capital of Egypt right now is Cairo. It's reinstated mm-hmm. as Cairo, but he changed it to the coast of the Mediterranean Sea. He brought it to the coast and called it Alexandria, obviously after himself, um, as you do. And then, yeah, he also was conquering, and upon his conquest, he brought the faith of Christianity to Egypt. And this actually terminated the and it was the end of their beliefs, their gods, and it was the end of mummification as as they knew it. Once the missionaries spread the word and the gospel of of Christianity, they sort of left all those traditions behind and their beliefs and their mummification. So from that day, it didn't happen anymore. Obviously now. Um, Egypt's a predominantly Muslim country, but anyway, um, we're not going to get into the religious history of it. But so Alexander the Great brought Christianity. So, given that the ancient Egyptians were very spiritual people, for their beliefs to change, that really changes a civilization greatly as well. Mm, huge. Yep. Everything that they do is changed from you know mummifying someone. You st- from like from those celebrations when you're celebrating someone going to another afterlife where they believe it was. You know the beginning of a new life, not the not the end. Um, so from those celebrations, you're changing all the way to to having Easter and a delicious Christmas feast. Mm. You know, yeah. very different um, transition period there. But he also brought the Greek alphabet, which is one of the oldest alphabets in the world, and it was used throughout Europe and a lot of other places as what they used to write their scriptures and their texts. Mm-hmm. And this also brought the end of their hieroglyphs and their languages that they had developed. 
And to this day, we're still trying to decipher what hieroglyphs means. So to sum it all up, and, and I'm a big fan of Alexander the Great, you know, probably the, the most f- famous Macedonian to ever exist and conquered the known world at that time. All of Europe went to the north of Africa, dominated that, went to Asia Minor, and then got to Egypt and because uh, obviously it was gay and he's probably probably had a, definitely had a target on his back and who really knows his death? There's a few little conspiracies, but that, that's a whole other episode in itself. Mm. Yep. Passed away, but such a influential man bringing what he thought was right there. I mean, wouldn't like if you were in his position, wouldn't you want to bring everything that you know and love and can relate to? You'd bring your religion, you'd bring your mm. language, you'd everything. bring your alphabet, you'd bring it all because you want to make that like home. You, yep. you obviously named the city after yourself, so you can blame him. Mm. But also, Alexander, I'm sorry. You just fucked it all up for all of us. Yeah. You're, you're partly the reason why we can't answer some of these questions. That's right. Probably demolished everything. Mm. So, Shocking. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of things to think about with the, the, with this episode. I think um, uh, you know a lot of a lot of facts. Obviously, we've provided, but um, a lot of uh, conspiracies and things that you know you can sort of go away now and think about that you might not have thought about before. Um, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully, you know, it gets everyone thinking about ancient Egypt. It's been, you know, it's been talked about for a, a very long time. Um, but yeah, well, let's just, let's just go away and let's still think about, you know, what, what could have happened back then. And hopefully one day we might have some answers. Thanks for the chat, Terry. Anytime, sir. Um, how's that frothy gone? That is uh, long gone, that frothy. So wow. I think I'm I'm due for a, another um, five or so. Nah, um, drink responsibly. So just take it easy. But uh, yeah, um, jump on the uh, socials as usual, everyone. Give us a follow. Um, Please do. And what's uh, the handle, Sam? What's the handle? Um, at Turnstones Pod, I believe. Pardon? At Turnstones Pod. Oh, wow. All I one believe, word? Yeah, all one word, of course. Lowercase? So, um, oh, I think it doesn't really matter. Whatever you want. If you've got oh. caps lock on, don't stress. Cool. Um, so give, us a, give us a follow. Give us a, you know, give us a message if you want to have a chat about ancient Egypt or anything else we've talked about. But, uh, yeah, most importantly, tune in again um, when we uh, post our next episode. Let me just say this. We're a part of the people. If there's a topic you want us to cover, let us know about it. We'll probably disregard it, but hey, <laughs> it's worth a shot. Pod <laughs> of the on. people. It's called the Turning Stones Podcast. And as Sam just mentioned, the handle's at Turnstones Pod. I'm not going to say that again. 